Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hard to believe that we've actually come to Palm Sunday. What an exciting time. And in just a week, we'll be in Easter. A time when we welcome the King. But what does it mean to welcome the King? What does it mean to receive the King, not just into Jerusalem, but in our lives and in our hearts? Let's prepare our hearts for the message this morning. Let's join together in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's Palm Sunday and the King's coming. The King's coming and no one can remain neutral. The King's coming and someone must decide. The King's coming and we must make up our minds about him. The King's coming and no one can remain the same. Something's got to give. Something has to change in our way of thinking. Something has to be different about our loyalties. Something has to be renewed about our commitment. Something has to be chosen above all those things vying for our attention. Palm Sunday won't let us rest, will it? It confronts us always with a choice. For always this king is coming to our city in our place and time. So, on this Palm Sunday, I want to remind you of what's before us today. If we want to be bystanders, parade watchers, palm-waving, flag-waving Christians who go home after the parade and forget about it, we can do just that. We can drop in $10, pay our dues, have a good feeling, be at ease, and let the world go to pot. But... If we're serious about this Jesus stuff, if we really want to be participants, then we need to watch and get ready for these things are before us on this Palm Sunday. Now, as we think about Jesus coming down the road to Jerusalem, we must be aware of three things. What I'd like us to do for the next few moments is I'd like us to take a look And each of these three things we need to be aware of on this Palm Sunday. Now, as usual, if you'd like to follow along, there's a sermon outline printed in your bulletin for your convenience. Or you can follow along with a PowerPoint presentation. So, let's begin with the first thing we need to be aware of on this Palm Sunday. First of all, this king forces a desperate decision. First of all, this king forces a desperate decision. No one can remain neutral about Jesus. We have to decide. To be neutral about Jesus is to be a quasi-Christian. You know, for many Christians today, church membership means no more than belonging to another civic club or fraternal order. We spend our lives in the middle of the road, the front of the bus, the back of the church, the upper level, the lower profile, the outer edge of the inner group. We'd rather be lukewarm than warm-hearted. We'd rather be contented than committed. We'd rather save money than save the world. 
We'd rather attend a Sunday brunch than a gospel feast. Now, on that first Palm Sunday, Jerusalem was full of them. People who lived their lives in neutral gear. But you know, we can't live in neutral gear. We have to make a decision. Let me ask you. How many of you have ever heard of Will Rogers? Raise your, name, raise your hands. How many of you have ever heard of Will Rogers? Well, for those of you unaware of who he might have been, Will Rogers was a folk writer and humorist who was popular in the first half of the 20th century. Will Rogers once said, Everybody wants to go to Rome to see where St. Peter's buried, but no one wants to live like him. Everyone wants to go to Rome to see where St. Peter's buried, but no one wants to live like him. Many of us would like to go to the Holy Land to see where Jesus lived, but not so many of us are willing to let him live in our hearts. You see, Palm Sunday means Jesus confronts us with a choice, a desperate decision. And that brings us to the second thing we need to be aware of on this Palm Sunday. Second, this king requires our dedicated devotion. Second, this king requires our dedicated devotion. Now, if we make a decision for Jesus, we must give him our dedicated devotion. You see, that's what it takes to be a Christian in today's world. It was that way from the beginning. Those 12 disciples were there with him. Jesus didn't have to face Jerusalem alone. And he was with them, not as tagalongs, but as his loyal followers, willing to face Jerusalem with him. Now, it's true, they didn't understand all that was going on. It's true. They wouldn't be able to stand up under the stress of that week. They would sleep, deny, betray, hide, and lose their faith. But they were there. They were devoted to Jesus. And they dedicated their lives to him. That's what Palm Sunday requires of us. You know, it's not easy being a Christian. It's not easy being a Christian. You know, there are so many things which compete for our attention today, aren't there? We're bombarded day after day with the idea that we can be happy, satisfied, forever young and beautiful if we'll just spend our money on all the right stuff. We're told that our status, our value, our reputation and our worth is based on what we eat, drink, wear, drive, and where we travel for fabulous vacations. But it's a lie. It's a lie. The New Testament tells a story about a man who filled up his barns and then tore them down to build new ones to fill up again. And then that man said to himself, I have it made. I have it made. But Jesus said, that man was a fool. He was a fool. You see, Jesus offers us the only alternative to our materialistic philosophy gone mad. That alternative is placing Christ at the center of our existence and the kingdom of God above everything else. And you know, Jesus offered Jerusalem that choice 
on that first Palm Sunday. That choice is before us today. That choice is before us today. One Palm Sunday, a church had two children's choirs singing. The younger choir sang the songs Zacchaeus and the B-I-B-L-E. Then their leader said, now we're going to sing Jesus Loves Me. A little three-year-old girl shouted, that's my song. That's my song. We can choose to sing the song and live the life of dedicated devotion. That choice is before us on this Palm Sunday. And that brings us to the third and final thing we need to be aware of on this Palm Sunday. Third and finally, this king offers a dangerous destiny. Third and finally, this king offers a dangerous destiny. Now let's be clear about something. If we make a decision for Jesus and give him our dedicated devotion, then we're headed for trouble. We're headed for trouble. Let's be clear about that. It won't solve all of our problems. It could create more. It won't make life easy. It'll make some things more difficult. It won't make things simple. It'll make some things more complicated. It doesn't solve all of our problems. You see, it's dangerous being a Christian. Jesus spelled out what it means. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. You know, as Christians... Everything's not sweetness and light. We have a dangerous destiny. We do. God's calling us to be his witnesses in today's world. For there's no private Christianity. He's calling us to be his servants. For there's no sideline Christianity. He's calling us to be his church. For there's no uninvolved Christianity. That's our choice today. That's our choice today. I want to close with this last illustration. When the Salvation Army, when the Salvation Army first went to India, the British authorities were concerned about their safety and issued an order that no open meetings and no parades were to be held. But Commander Tucker of the Salvation Army, decided that that order must be defied. One day the Salvation Army were marching down the street. They were met by soldiers. The officer in charge said to them, In the name of Her Majesty the Queen of England, I order you to disperse. In the name of Her Majesty the Queen of England, I order you to disperse. But Tucker replied, in the name of the king of kings, I order you to stand aside. In the name of the king of kings, I order you to stand aside. And guess what? They stood aside. They stood aside. On that first Palm Sunday, Jesus marched right into Jerusalem, the holy city, and said to everything unholy, stand aside. And he's calling us to join him in the parade. And to say to every form of hatred, bigotry, ignorance, and apathy, stand aside. And when we dare to do it, 
Those things will stand aside. And his kingdom will live in us. And will help spread his news. And his rule in his world. Well in conclusion I want to leave you with this question. I want you to listen very carefully. I want you to consider this question. Would you dare to walk this road to Jerusalem with Jesus? Would you dare to walk this road to Jerusalem with Jesus? If so, then come and join the parade. Whoever has the ears to hear, let that one hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen.